0: Hello ladies and gents and welcome to the Fight Village podcast with me your host Sammy the Fight Chief Apo. Today I sit down with a good friend of mine, Sean, to talk everything UFC. Remember that you can follow the Fight Village on Facebook and Instagram under the Fight Village. Just a reminder that this podcast contains strong language. Enjoy the show. My style is the best. the
1: yeah i'm good man i'm good man good stuff we've
0: got a lot a few things to talk about today yep. so so at first i wanted to start with ufc on fox 30 and the addition of jeremy stevens and jose aldo
1: yeah so what are you kind of views on that fight um, for me i think the ufc and this is my opinion anyway when from when I heard that uh, matchup was announced, I think the UFC starting to look at um, Jose Aldo because of his um obviously his last performances, especially obviously losing the way he's losing to um flip I and say Tony then um to Max. I mean Max. yeah, as you said um I think Max is Tony um Tony. Apologies guys. Uh, Max is Jose is um, Kryptonite because I mean I, I'm I'm a fan of um, Jose Aldo growing up and. He's always been dominant, but to see him dominated like that in his last fight, I think personally, where, whereas with Jeremy Stevens, I think because he's been such he's been on such a good, he, uh, excellent run, especially in his last fight, I think the UFC is probably giving him obviously like a top ten name, like somebody as like jo- um, Jose Aldo, somebody that's been a champion for so long. Um, I think they're trying to use him as sort of as a big name to probably get some more the uh, word more shine on Jeremy. I mean, don't get me wrong, he's been tearing up. For, um, I think they're using Jose Aldo as sort of like he's like um, someone who's probably on his on, on a decline. and They probably think that um, Jeremy is probably going to get that win of him. But I find, me personally, I think we might see Jose Aldo maybe do a little run for the title. But if he doesn't perform as he's done in the past against Jeremy Stevens, then I think it's time for him to retire. That's my opinion anyway. I mean,
0: it's, it's kind of a weird combination because Jose third in the rankings and Jeremy yeah. Stevens is like 12th or 11th mm-hmm. and so when you look at it ranking wise it's not a fight that makes a lot of sense but yep. then when you look at the the run that the two men have been on where Jeremy's on a free fight winning streak mm-hmm. and Jose's last two fights are losses but their losses to the champion exactly you know it kind of makes sense I think that Jose's one of those guys you you can't really rule out. Remember when he fought Connor and got blasted in like 13 seconds? Yes. And then people were like, oh, Jose Aldo's done. Yes. And then he came back and he beat Frankie Edgar, who has been one of the top guys in the featherweight division for a very, very long time. So he, he showed that he's still got the skills to compete at the higher levels. It's just, you know, someone like Max, Max is... Much much taller. Yes, he doesn't cater to um Aldo's striking style, and it seems like Aldo's having a little bit of trouble with his cardio as he gets older. That's, that's just what it's, yeah, that's what ju- it just seems like to me because in the first and second fight with Max, he kind of wilted after that first round and a half, and so yeah. that's when you really start to see Max take over the fight. So for me, it's really going to be interesting because Jeremy is a. Very aggressive type of fighter. He wants to come very, very close and land those big hate maker shots. Something you're yes. seeing from him now is the the leg kicks, which is a uh, I am always a massive fan of leg mm-hmm. kicks and and using them to kind of impede your opponent's movement so that you can ramp up the pace and kind of dictate where the fight goes and manipulate octagon control to your own advantage. Yeah, S- saying that. You know, Aldo's always been the guy who's attributed to being one of the, the better leg kicks bigger, um, sorry, better leg kickers in the division. Yeah. So it's it, I think for me it's gonna be quite interesting to see how those two kinda dance together.
1: Oh definitely. My thing I, is, and this is it, it's only because Growing up watching Joseph Aldo and obviously his legacy. And as you said, um, the way he lost to Conor McGregor and now obviously in these last fights, he's like, well, he lost two fights against Max. I mean, he was, yeah, Max absolutely dominated him. And the thing is, I know he still obviously got the skill, as you said, against some Frankie Edgar. Um, he showed how, and yeah, he showed obviously the past of how he can dominate a fight. But, I mean, after that, he did lose to Max. And my thing is, because obviously, is lost more times now than obviously than he has before i think in this fight if he uh and this is my thing if if he, if he has a decent um fight against um jeremy and as you say jeremy is an aggressive fighter um then i def by all means i think yeah he should definitely go on for another run but if he gets dominated again like, obviously, like his previous fight, then I think, yeah, it's maybe, maybe have one more fight if, if he wants to, or maybe if the U S is willing to give him somebody um, decent, maybe top 10, but, I don't want to see him, like, ruin his legacy by obviously having these fights and then getting dominated in the way he has, in the fights that he's previously lost to, like, well, the previous fighters he's lost to, because I think that's of his legacy, because whereas the true MMA fans growing up know, obviously, what Jose um, Aldo is capable of, I think when, like, sort of, like, the spotlight was shone, shone on him with the the build up to the Conor McGregor and I mean I was one of the fans that was like I can't wait for people to see how dangerous this guy is and then obviously for Conor to go and end the match like he said he would I think people already had the doubts then and then obviously from from him getting dominated in the last two fights by Max I think obviously People already, I I've I've sort of, sort of questioned him more now. So I, I don't want if he gets dominated by Jeremy, and then people are gonna be like, yeah, no. They like obviously don't ever want to recognize how good of a fighter he is. So I hope he does actually he like bring back sort of like the old Jose Aldo, and yeah, with the leg kicks. I mean, it's gonna be interesting, as you say, with them to um to see who's gonna yeah, basically dominate with the leg kicks. Me personally, I think Jose Aldo will, but again, I think it's a decent fight. And I, I definitely want to see it, watch it. But I just hope Jose Aldo brings a lot more to the table than obviously his last fight against Max because man, he's face, yeah. I ain't seen him beat up like that in a... I don't think I've ever seen him beat up like that before. <laughs> no,
0: yeah, it's very true. I think that I'm kind of in the same boat as you a little bit because on one side, I understand that he's had five fights and he's won two, two of them, you know, yeah. and he's lost three. But then when you look at it on inspection for someone like me, What you find is conor mcgregor was a featherweight champion he didn't defend it fair enough but he he was a champion and then max was a champion as well so his three losses have come to featherweight champions which adds as a mitigating circumstance if you're asking me when you look at how jose does with other fighters he seems to go back into his old shell and is able to pull out a victory now his Fight against Frankie wasn't outstanding. He didn't blast Frankie out of the water yeah. like someone like a Brian Ortega. But, you know, he showed signs of fighting IQ and yeah, he did. That, that kind of sharpness. So whenever you see that, And I mean, obviously, age is a factor. You just have to wonder how it's going to all come together when he fights somebody who's not a champion. Does it happen again where he's able to pull out the tools that made him such a a threat, you know, in the featherweight division beforehand? Or are we really actually seeing the decline of Jose Aldo? Because as MMA fans, we understand that there are so many ways to lose in this sport and that eventually everybody kind of has a loss. Mm -hmm. Either they stay on too long or you know the competition at the top and the top five of most divisions of highly highly competitive so we know that a loss is going to come for our favorite fighters and then sometimes what happens is Somebody loses twice or three times, and we're like, "Yeah, they're done." They yeah. Need. The same thing happened with Frankie. He got knocked out by he got knocked out by Brian Ortega. Yeah, everybody's like, "Oh, yeah, he's too small for featherweight. He needs to move down to bantamweight. He needs to do this. He needs to do that." And then he goes out there and puts on a clinic against. Club sponsor, hey, that's you true.
1: know, yeah.
0: So yeah, so some sometimes I feel like j- when a person loses, it's we're too we're too reactive as a MMA community of like, that's okay, this person should if they're over if they're over thirty, they're like, yeah, we know they need to retire or they need to think about going down or up in the weight class you see the same thing happening with joanna people are like well you know she should go up a division because she's lost the rose twice well hold on a minute yeah there are uh, there are loads and loads of fights for joanna to have well not a lot but a oh, yeah. few interesting fights for joanna to have at straw weight before she can she can go up and so i'm watching this one very very carefully not based on the results so much but what kind of jose aldo turns up
1: eggs that eggs that and that's exactly what i'm waiting for the fight as well definitely agree with you on that sam because my thing is if joseph alder t- t- turns up and he's refreshed and he absolutely dominates the fight but i'm talking about his skill wise um even the sharpness in his striking now the last fight with max i mean in the first round even the exchanges yeah he was catching max as well but max was so much smoother and more so much technical and even the sharpness and that's my thing is whereas obviously fighters are always changing and the young and up-and-comers, and I mean, someone like, as you say, Brian Ortega against, I mean, imagine if they made that that, that match up. because let's be honest, Brian Ortega, is, everyone wants to see him fight for the title, he, he's going to be, but like, yeah. if I was, just talking, if it was Jose Aldo against Brian Ortega now, I mean, me personally, I'm feeling sorry for Jose Aldo. Yeah, I put my money on Brian. Yeah, it's, it's just, see, Brian Ortega is just scary, man. Flipping here, <laughs> just thinking about being across that guy from me in the cage. And I mean. I
0: think that one of the things about Brian Ortega, and John Danaher spoke about this um, on his Instagram profile, yeah. about having, as a fighter, you must have something that you're very, very good at. Because when you have something that you're very, very good at, your opposition is always aware of that which means that they can't express themselves correctly. They can't do all of the things that they want to do in order to find a way to victory. And you saw it with Frankie. Frankie is a takedown master, right? His double legs are superb. Yep. The way that he, he pushes you up on the cage and grinds on you and his pressure on top position mixed with his boxing skills. Those are the things that make Frankie Edgar dangerous. Well, you see what happens to Frankie when he's not allowed to blend in his boxing with his takedowns. Yeah, You see? Because Brian actually, he, he took that away because it's like, well, nobody wants to go to the ground with Brian because yep. they, they know that he's going to have uh, such a big advantage that they want to keep on the feet and now nobody wants to clinch with him either because it seems like after the Cub victory you can be clinching and then he'll just be like fuck it I'm going to take your neck anyway yep you know yeah yeah, we'll do it standing (sighs) up I don't care Mm
1: you know
0: and I think having such a, a potent strength like that and it's kind of like Rumble Remember when Rumble came into the light like, heavyweight division yeah. and it was just his power, his knockout power, his knockout power. People did not want to stand <laughs> yes. with him, you know. And that's, that's when you true. got someone like DC who's like, "Well, all right then, I'm just going to take him down." But Brian seems to be more well-balanced and I am of the opinion that grappling strengths usually are more necessary than yes, strike striking strengths. You know, I get it. I get it. I hear it all the time. All fights start on the feet. Yeah. It's a very tr- true point. But more time than not, grappling is involved. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have takedown defense to implement your striking game and you are not competent on the ground, you struggle. Yeah, very much. Yeah. yeah, And that's where I'm a little bit concerned about someone like Israel. Because Israel is a fantastic striker. However, he yep. was able to be taken down by Vittori and held there for some time, you know, and it kind of looked like he didn't really know what to do. He didn't know what positions to get in to try and free himself up. So he got the victory, but you got to wonder how, how does he do against the Chris Weidmans of the division, you know? Yes.
1: And you know, and I'm glad you brought that up because when I watched that fight and I was thinking this could be, it's, it's sort of like a, a deja vu fight with um, Anthony Peters and and uh, no, Anthony Peters and um Clay Greedo. Clay, Clay, Clay yeah yeah, that's just very remember, true. Remember, obviously, the, I mean, Pettis with his striking is unbelievable, technically. And mm. I mean, obviously, with his kickboxing, well, he's, I don't know why I mean, he typically classes his ass is Muay Thai. But um, mm. Clay Gwida, as soon as he got taken and um, took him down, he knew just to hold him there. And I mean, he absolutely dominated him on the fight. And I don't want it to be that everyone knows as soon as... I think I, I think after that fight, everyone knew that um, his weakness was for him to be taken down. Yeah, and, absolutely. I think because obviously I mean Israel is he is a young and upcoming fighter but he is going to have to work on his takedowns. His takedown mm. defense, I mean even his I mean maybe just even his wrestling because yeah in that fight I mean yeah he still he still got the win as you say but when he was on the ground. I actually felt worried for him. Yeah he still mm. looked like um everything in his interview said that he wasn't um, in trouble but to me he looked like he was still a bit confused like it wasn't you yeah. He, he weren't well confused sorry he wasn't comfortable being on his back so i think maybe yeah. he, he needs to make i don't work on his um, wrestling or his jiu jitsu because yeah he, everyone knows his striking is amazing but i think this is mma i don't i don't have to think it we all know it yeah you yeah. have to yes his, his striking ability is amazing but he also needs to work on his weaknesses and his weaknesses as we all know it looks like he's been taken down to the ground yeah
0: speaking of weaknesses dylan danis had his first better tour appearance yes and he looked fantastic he submitted kyle cool. walker via toehold um toehold mm-hmm. is not really something you see in one minute 30 seconds now of course kyle walker is not like the cream of the crop when we come to the World Awake division, and he's been submitted before. But I think that a lot of people are being naive, you know, because for me, I understand the game. I understand that you have to play the game. Yes. Nobody is going to take somebody who's never fought before, like Dylan Dennis, and say, All right, then you fight Mike Chandler. Yeah. you know what I'm saying?
1: Of course, definitely.
0: You're not gonna, you have to build up a person's profile. And that's why sometimes, you know, with MMA, you get fans who get so in their emotions, like they hate somebody so much, or they have so much disdain for a character that they immediately take away all of the positives of the victory. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, yeah, well, you know. Kyle Walker wasn't that great anyway. But you still have to go out there and perform. You see, the thing is, you know, the thing is that Buster Douglas was supposed to be a walkthrough for Mike Tyson. That didn't happen. This game, like Luke Rockhold was supposed to walk through Michael Bisbee. Mm -hmm. In this sport, there are no assurances. There are many, many people who we thought were going to be the biggest thing in MMA. And then their careers just didn't turn out that way. And we have to be, yeah, and we have to be cognizant of that. You know, because, okay, it may not have been the opponent that you wanted to see, but Dylan still had to go in there and implement his game plan, especially where his striking is not so good. You know, I feel like he's kind of in the same boat as Mackenzie Dern. Very true. Because they are both stunning, stunning Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioners. However, their stand-up needs work. And once they go against the more well-rounded fighters, you're going to see it. But you have to remember that Dylan Danis... Brought a lot of eyeballs to Bellator that night, and you can say whatever the fuck you want. That's what happened, right? Because he was on true the man. card, and, and people either wanted to see him lose or win. People watched, so yeah, you exactly. can, that's true. True. yeah, and so you can bet that Bellator is gonna treat his career like a Faberge egg, they're gonna guard it with their life. You know, and they're not going to try and feed him to the walls too soon. It doesn't help when he's on the mic calling out Ben Askren. <laughs> but, <Yeah. laughs> you know, but I mean, obviously, he knows Ben's retired. Ben's only spoke about fighting George St. Pierre. He's not really interested in, he doesn't seem to be interested in a comeback. And Scott Coker will probably not allow that to happen. But, yes, yes. yeah. But, you know, I think props to him. He got in there. He did what he needed to do and it will be interesting to see his progress. Were you impressed or did you um
1: not really? No, for me personally, I was, and I'm glad you um you brought this up because my thing is, and I, I totally agree with you, is when, especially people are saying, oh, Kyle Walker, or oh, yeah, he's, he's, um, he he had a loss on his record they, uh, there are a lot of people especially fighters as well were like oh you should you should fight somebody with a win on his um his record now yeah that's true he could, he could have fought somebody with a win on his record but he's for a guy that's had five plus professional fights in the cage he's won some and he's lost some. now he's not a big name as we all know but he's still mm. been in them more than him i mean this was his first professional fight and my thing is, yes, we, we, we could tell his striking wasn't that great, but his confidence in that cage, I mean, ugh, straight away, and this is my thing, I'm, I'm going to go back to um, CM Punk for me. CM Punk was, a, well, obviously everyone knows he was a WWE wrestler, but in his, in his first fight in the UFC, and my thing is, because obviously he's been on TV and everything, but obviously wrestling is not, everyone knows, well, that like WWE is not real, but he's confident in the way he got dominated in his fights. You could, like, obviously there was a, there was a, a completely different in both fighters, but my thing is, Dylan Dennis went out there, showed true hot. He was so confident. I mean, clip and neck, the toe lock. I mean, I think even after the fight, um, he actually tweet, um, tweeted out that um, that was the first time any, um, anyone's used, um, what was it, an inverted leg lock in the cage. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's ever done that. 'Cause everyone said that uh, it's not possible. And he did it. I think it was what he said. I think it was inverted leg like, lock, like, what he was trying to get at. But my thing is yeah, he was so confident in now, he's so confident in his ability like for me, I'm I'm definitely gonna be watching his fights. Um he's um people are like you say, people tuned in that night, either to either watch him get beat because of what he was saying beforehand, that he, yeah, he's the best and stuff. But my thing is he went out there, did his thing. If for his next fight, if they give him somebody with a decent maybe record or maybe even a decent name. Um, I'm still gonna watch it and I'll see how, how well it does. But I think, as you also say, though, he has to work on his striking, sort of what obviously McKenzie yeah. done as well, because he knows he's great on the ground. So maybe spend less time on the ground because you know how good you are, and just work on your striking because he's still young. But yeah, no, I, I definitely I was impressed with his moments. Can't wait to see him fight again, just to probably see a bit more. Maybe I do Maybe maybe see more like more of a round <laughs> if he make it to the second round. I just want to see mm. more of his. He's basically he's like his game plans, just not just obviously taken to ground because we know he's definitely amazing on the ground. But maybe just to see um, more of his striking and his footwork, and just to see where he actually is because obviously we haven't got like a minute to. thirty seconds into that fight, so That's right. we could say now. Well, I'm saying it like his striking didn't look that great, but I want to see more. Maybe uh, maybe on his kicks because he is a tall guy. Mm. So um yeah no, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to his um, um his next performance. Yeah now nah, what
0: I'm gonna say is gonna sound a bit weird. Yeah, but I would like to see him fight someone like josh koschek sorry just fight someone
1: right. like who josh koschek oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> and the reason the reason why i say that yeah. is they both have mo- motor mouths right so they're both going to be able to sell a fight that's true. the reason that's interesting for me is because koschek on form has been terrible yeah. And we are allowed to say that he hasn't won since 2012. I can't know. He's on a six. Yeah, he's on a six-fight losing streak. Shh. He's been knocked out twice. He's been submitted twice. But he's still a wrestler. Yeah. Right. Which means that Dennis may have a harder time getting him to the ground. And he's still got a bit of pop in his hands. He is. He is a much more competent striker than Dylan Dennis Yeah. However, on the ground, Danis is a monster, and I can't stress that enough. He's he's a beast. Yes. So it's a steeper challenge for him because there are more weapons to deal with. Yeah. However, it does look like Koscheck. I mean, he's forty years old. You know, you don't get so many forty-year-olds yeah. fighting, especially in like divisions like the Waterweight division. By forty, you're you're kind of retired and doing the whole commentating thing. Yeah, yeah. But but if they are willing to get that fight together, I think one it poses a lot of questions about where dylan is and if he pulls it off he gets that name you know that you were talking about recent like just a minute ago yeah. you get that name that vulture well he's beat josh Koscheck. like most people who are who have been watching mma for some time know who josh Koschek is and i think he hasn't been released from bellator he might have been but i'm not sure and and consider that he if he hasn't retired you know he doesn't retire in the next couple of days i think that's an interesting fight to make because his record isn't great yeah so we'll have to kind of wait and see and the last question on danis for me is whether he can outgrow the mcgregor shadow because their their styles are similar right Yeah. even the way they stand like there's an instagram picture where connor's standing and dylan standing in very similar clothes Uh and it's the same it's the same stance but then in this game it doesn't matter who you look like or who you kind of put your model on if you keep winning fights you create your own legacy you just do yeah you know so i think it's going to be very interesting to see whether danis can carve out his own legacy because in the cage they're two totally different fighters McGregor yeah. is a pinpoint accurate striker with very, very good power in his left hand. And then on Dylan's side, he's a he's won loads and loads of um competitions in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Yeah. He's he's a whiz on the mats. And so I think it's gonna be very, very interesting to see whether he can kind of take the brand that he's because he is he is borrowing or copying the McGregor brand. Yeah. But it works. You know, McGregor copied it from mayweather mayweather copied it for my league yeah. do you understand what i'm saying like it's it's all but it's there if you create so much of a persona for yourself then people are going to tune in to either see you lose or see you win and that's that's what it is you know and so but i think that winning is the most essential ingredient because otherwise people can say to you well you know you're connor fake and this that, and the other but if you keep winning and you keep winning and you keep winning and, you keep winning and you're a champion eventually that comparison it doesn't matter anymore because you're legit you back what you say up and that's one of the reasons why people loved connor before because you know he backs he backed up all of his hype and all of his talking and he went out there and he was smashing people up
1: very true and
0: you know so people just got behind him and i think the same thing could happen with Dylan. No, I definitely. Maybe think, yeah. the marketing team's, yeah, the marketing team may need to sort out some things where it's like, look, you're a bit too much like Connor. Yeah. If you just do, if you just a little bit more this way. You know, then I reckon he could have a massive fan base. It's, it's a lot, but it's predicated on the fact that he keeps winning. Yes, of course,
1: definitely. Now I definitely believe. I, 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 agree with you. I think um, yeah, if his marketing team like brought something to show everyone about just Dylan, that's like taken away from obviously Connor, like from from the Connor side, and just basically brought it more in the like spotlight. Because my thing is, for me, and the reason why I like Dylan as well is, yeah, everyone's like, okay, see, he's like a Connor a lot, but I don't know. I just get like his persona is, I don't know. I just like it the way he acts i mean even the way he walks, like he's like it's like connor but there's something about him i think um i can't wait to see basically i don't know he's just even from his first fight like um just watching him walk down to the octagon i was just like you know what with him like yes like you got like somebody like um colby for me i just want to see him get straight because he's obviously (laughs) kind of flipping copy connor but (laughs) but
0: But do you know what do you know what the thing is yeah i was thinking about it before because i was like well why is it that people kind of like Connor? But they have such a problem with Colby. And I think the reason is that Colby is very very spiteful in what he says. Hey, like he's got exactly. he's got yeah. no yeah, like he's not he's not trying to have fun with it. He's not he's not kind of joking about it. Like he's deliberately being a very very spiteful person. Hey, like yes. Like yes, exactly. posting the spoiler alert for <laughs> The infinity War, yeah man i did not you know film i didn't see it i mean i've seen the film before he yeah, posted it but i was there. just like yeah i'm like why would you do you understand what i'm saying yeah. and it's kind of like he people know he's not really like that yeah because if you took colby and you put him inside mike perry that attitude you'd be like okay we can kind of get it because mike perry for all of his in cage losses or whatever mike perry loves violence and if you walk up on him, he might do you something. You
1: know, you know? what I'm saying? And he just—he like, doesn't you back know, down. He, he, doesn't... He, he had a street fight Right? Yeah. Friday night. Did you see? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. He doesn't play games. Like, he doesn't play games. And so when you see Colby and he's talking all of this shit. And then he's like, well, yeah. So for my next fight, I've got armed bodyguards. And, you know, and you see him running into Kamaru Usman. And he's like a little child. And Usman's like, I'm right here. I'm right here. Like, why do you want to talk to me? You so you so fast to talk on Twitter. I'm here now. Why do you want to? You don't want to say nothing. And he's kind of like a quiet little school kid, you know, behind all of the UFC guards and whatever, whatever, you know. And you just see it. Like he's a. He's a fraud, you know, and you. I think that leaves a bit, of yeah, a bit of taste in people's mouths. Brian Ortega spoke no. about it this week, where he was just like, you know, for himself, mm-hmm. he just wants to be himself, exactly. you know, a lot of people are like, oh, you need to be like Connor to sell tickets and this, that and the other, and he's like, nah, I'm cool, man, I'm just going to be me, because at the end of the day, that's what people respond to when you're authentically yourself
1: yeah no definitely and i uh, am thank you for bringing that up because my thing is the way kobe was he's, he's been going on twitter and social media he's flipping keyboard warrior now don't get me wrong obviously he's a he's a dangerous guy for obviously stepping into the cage and everything but he's literally trying to copy because this is my and this is my thing and i can't wait to, until someone uh, i hope rda smashes him and the the usman and like get into his face bro he didn't even back anything he had to say like at least hype yourself up on the camera bro like everyone's watching you you're this loud mouth on Twitter saying all this spitefulness but yuck when somebody's in front of you like you don't know what to say you don't know where to look like you're looking you're, well he you, was looking at him trying to smile but bro you're coming off like a prick and that's what was pissing me off I was yeah. like listen if you're going to be talking all this grease talk on online saying what you're going to be doing and stuff and yeah even like I'll be like just spoiling um, the Avengers obviously and also he also <laughs> I mean now going, on, I'm not sure if you saw recently he's also said that he's going to smack up Joe Rogan <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um, oh he, man like i don't know it's like does he not know like joe rogan's got a following like and the thing is uh, i i i mean joe rogan um responded last night i think it was um i just saw this morning and i haven't She should have a look at it and you're just like yes yeah, she's like kobe don't smack me man he's like but the way he's saying it he's like bro i'm not scared of you
0: <laughs> like i mean you gotta remember yeah. like joe rogan's never been in the cage but joe rogan's legit yeah like he's won he won like Taekwondo tournaments, Mm -hmm. you know, he's been doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu since fucking forever. Have you seen, there's a clip of TJ Dillashaw holding pads for Joe Rogan. (laughs) Yes. And Joe Rogan is literally doing 360 heel kicks Mm. and it's spinning TJ's arm around. Listen,
1: I would never... Never ever want to take a kick from Joe Rogan. I mean from- He's older than Romero. You know what I'm saying? Um I'll, like I'd love to see Kobe take one of these kicks and stand there and still try and talk smack I'd yeah. love to see. He's just a yeah, dick.
0: He's- I think I think he's a dick and people who are dicks kind of like him, you know. Um they like the persona, they like being rude to everybody and this, that and the other. I mean, He's a, he's a he's a decent fighter. I don't think his style is extremely exciting, but he's kind of done what Chael Sonnen did. You know, yeah. Chael doesn't have a very exciting fighting style. He just kind of wrestles somebody, lays on top of them, and then wins rounds. Right? It's not like Khabib where Khabib takes you to the ground and smashes your skull in, yeah. or Kevin Lee. You know, where he drops elbow after elbow and he's trying to get you out of yeah. there. Chael Sonnen is basically like. Take you down, lie on you for a couple of rounds. And I think that Colby's style is very, very similar to that. And so, as a way of generating interest in their fights, they have to be these characters. But, you know, you can do it without being like so wholly obnoxious. You can do it in an entertaining way. You can. But when you're, when you have prided yourself on being a nasty, vindictive, Motherfucker, and you can't and you don't want to back it up. It's, I don't know, it just leaves a sour taste in people's mouths. I, no, you know, yeah. it'd be interesting to see like some of the listeners' views on Colby because he's definitely somebody who's kind of divided opinion. Where some people do actually like him, yeah, whereas others uh, they really, really can't stand him. Exactly, that's true. But it's I find I find it so interesting that Kamaru Usman can't get a fucking fight. Do you know what I mean? It's like he can't get a fight, man. Shit. Jeez, I, I mean what the hell?
1: Do you know what? I'm I'm like, guys, do you know you what? Know, and that's one fight. like I'm so, I'm glad you brought it in your mouth, Sammy. So I'm like you do you not know, it's like you read my mind, man. Like, I wanna see him fight. <laughs> Shit. Give him a fight.
0: <laughs> like Yeah, I think a lot of people are kinda still reeling from that whole thirty percent thing
1: yeah
0: where after the fight he said you know he was only running on 30 percent and then darna got his himself involved when he didn't need to but i think that kamaru is legit He like he's a legit welterweight and he could cause really really big problems for him though nobody wants to fight him because he's kind of an on the fringes fighter. He's not a big name yet in terms of the crossover fans. Not many people know who he is. The hard, like the hardcore fans know Kamaru and they know Ra, he's a problem. But it's like, okay, I was really excited with the Ponz and Nibbio fight because Ponz is much bigger. He seems to be bigger, taller, um, than Kamaru. and he's a very, very hard hit like, he hits hard as well. So, I was very interested to see how, kind of, Kamaru navigates that, yeah. kind of puts his spin on it, and and tries to get the win yeah, but then he's out injured and so like now he, he's got no opponent and it's, it's been that way for, for a long while and then he wanted a crack at Darren Till and we'll get to Darren Till in a minute mm-hmm. Darren Till obviously went for the Wonderboy fight why because it's a better fight like, it makes more business exactly. um so you know it's no knock on Darren Till I fucking love Darren Till and yeah, okay. yeah. so now you know, he went for Colby. Kobe. Colby's now got RDA. So it's like who does he who does he fight? You know? And nobody's willing to put their hands up and say, yo, you know what, Kamaru, like there's all this uh, this all this talk around you and da 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 da. Listen, you you can catch this smoke, man. Yeah. Right? Nobody's doing that. Everybody's silent. Everybody, when they say Kamaru Usman, everyone's like, yeah, no, (laughs) I'll I'll wait for my opportunity, and I'll just sit here and, you know, and I think it's a shame, because I think he's a very, I think he's a talent, so we'll have to kind of just wait and see what the UFC can put together, and whether somebody can actually...
1: uh, Step up to the plate, man. Yeah, exactly, because I I think it's extraordinary, like... Yeah, no, definitely, I mean, somebody needs to step up, it. yeah, I mean, everyone's like, oh, I'm willing to fight wherever, but clearly nobody wants to <laughs> step up and I really yeah like it's a it. thing that's been brought out a
0: lot and mm. it's like man i know why you're saying it but it's not true mm. like nobody who's a professional fighter wants to fight everybody exactly you it's know true. at any sure. time because yeah. it has to make financial sense for you the only person i could say has a reputation like that is Donald Cerrone.
1: Yep.
0: <laughs> Donald Cerrone might just be that guy who will fight that's anybody true. at any time. He'll he give a,
1: a fuck. Th- yeah, I mean, he's the only person that's like willing to turn up and fight.
0: Yeah, like, he will he's somebody you can call. He's had two weeks. He's had a fight two weeks ago. Probably still got stitches in his eyes. And yeah. he'll be like, Donald, we need you to fight. Yeah, when? Tomorrow? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you know? Yeah. He's, like, the only person, no, man. And, and everyone else is talking it. But they don't really, look, you you got to remember, there's managers involved, the UFC's involved, big organization. If you're a, a person who's thinking about their future and you're not like some 21-year-old, 22-year-old kid who's just doing it because it's fun and you get to make money. If you're kind of getting on a bit and you you, you realize like, Rod, you it's not even about fighting all the time. It's about picking the right fights. You understand? Nate got that fight with Conor. He ain't fought Mm -hmm. since. Why? Because when you made 2 million or 3 million, however much money he made fighting Conor for the second time, you don't want to fight for 500,000 again. So then your who you want to fight becomes important. It it can't yeah. be like I'll fight anybody at any time because anybody doesn't get you two minutes. Exactly. You
1: need that profile. You know? You need somebody with that profile.
0: Exactly. You know, and unless you're the name, because for a lot of these guys, they weren't the name. Like you can say what you want. Nate Diaz has a big following, Nick has a big following, but Nate didn't get that payday because he's Nate. He got that payday because he's Connor. Yeah, yeah he fought Connor, sorry. Right? So now if there's no Connor, you can't make that amount of money exactly. again unless you pick the right person. You think that Nate Diaz versus Kamaru Usman at Welterweight is going to do numbers? I don't no. think so. So then it becomes important. Like, but, and this is what I'm saying. people, A lot of people out here saying, yo, I'll fight anybody anytime, man. You guys are <laughs> yeah. bums. And it's like, all right, fight that person. Uh, it's no. like, nah, you know what? Uh, yeah, nah, because, nah, because nah,
1: the nah, thing nah, is, it doesn't um, benefit them because, especially, they'll be like, yeah, I'll fight anyone. But then they get given somebody with not a big following but he's on a tear up his skills are amazing and then you gotta think about oh shit what if i lose that fight like i could possibly lose that fight and then my like they pro like obviously fan base and stuff like goes down so yeah yeah
0: you go down in the rankings possibly as well it's a delicate exactly. balance man yeah you know and i think a lot of people i had a boxer on the other day a good friend of mine called uh kojo Menace, yeah. and, you know he was saying it's a balancing act between promoters um in boxing because it's like they want the most money for their fighter but they don't want their fighter to get in danger like they don't want to put out their fighter against somebody who could take away their zero especially where the zero is so important in boxing you know that undefeated so you can look and a person may have Twenty nine and zero, but who they fought is they're basically journeymen, a bunch of journeymen yeah. who have never like got to the elite level. You've got these mm-hmm. prospects blowing through them, and that's one of the things that I do like about mixed martial arts. You ain't gonna be like that yeah. for long. People gonna find out really like who you are, yeah. You know, because once you get to a point where it's like you're in the top ten of the division, you have to fight somebody difficult, man. <laughs> you you just have yeah. to. You know, especially in divisions like the, the, Uh, lightweight division you know the lightweight division is so deep it's so deep like you can't run it's like one of the worst if you're a person who's trying to coast and fight this person and then maybe fight another person you're gonna get found out (laughs) real soon yeah shit man you know so i think i think it's interesting i think fans always need to be aware of it when they don't see the fighters doing what they especially when the bold-headed one like enjoys that person's company or is trying to you know make them into a a brand name because he don't want them to fight like super super guys anyway he wants to kind of coach them through it so i think it's a part of the sport It's something that we got to deal with but it's just annoying when you hear people say things like oh yeah i'll fight anybody at any time it's like all right fight this motherfucker and they're like you know what i think i've bruised yeah, my toe i'm my God,
1: out
0: yeah that's what i'm saying just say what you want to say man say listen man i'm here to get paid i fight I, I, i'm a fighter I fight, I can get in the ring, I ain't scared of nobody, but it has to make financial sense for me. I respect yeah. that more.
1: Definitely. Yeah. If you're honest with it it's from the from the get-go, then yeah, go for it.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, Darren Till, Wonderboy. Yeah, mate. This is <laughs> possibly one of the best headliners to come to the UK. Yeah. Because I don't, you know, I think that. UK MMA is on, is on a rise. The fans who enjoy MMA in the UK, me, you, Stefan, some of the other guys who've been on yeah. the show, and just the MMA community in the UK full stop. We're rabid. We consume so much MMA. Like, we stay up till fucking 3 o'clock in the morning to watch this shit, you know, because it's over at the US and I feel like whenever they, Dana puts together a card to come over here, it's a weak card, man. It's always a weak card and it's got like one good fight. Just one, one or two. And I think
1: it's a real shame. That's true. No, definitely, that's
0: true. I feel like, I just think, like, once in the history of the UFC, they should do a stat card in London. And I do get it. That most of their consumers are in the in the US. I understand that, but just listen, Darnell. Just <laughs> once, man. Just once. Give us a stat fucking Trust. card, man. I mean, yeah, come man. on. But I am interested in the Darren Till fight. I think it's a very interesting
1: fight. i definitely, I agree, um with
0: him. Especially since Steven's dad wasn't a hundred percent on it. You know, when they when the first the ideas of the fight were first kind of. Floated out yes. there. Steven's dad was like, nah, 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 nah. We're going for another rematch. And it's, I think it's an interesting fight. I think Wonderboy is definitely the more slick
1: fighter.
0: Yeah. He's he's more creative with his kicking game. Whereas Darren's very good with his hands. And he, he can throw kicks as well. But the dexterity that Steven has in his, his feet, man. <laughs> the way he can just, you feel like it's going low and it goes mid. You feel yeah. like it's going mid and then it goes high. His ability to do that to people and you saw it against Jorge Masvidal yep. as well. He just, he's just confusing. Yeah, and he's, he's really he's confusing. He's switched kicks out. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. And because he's long, you know, he can uh, use the kick to create distance. And when he creates distance, that's when he gets super creative. Yes. That's when he gets really, really creative and he starts picking people apart. I think that's going to be the massive focal point in this fight because Darren Till does his best work when he juggernauts you. You know, when he presses you against the cage, he'll throw elbows. He's, he, you know, he, he'll he go body with punches. He'll go head with punches. He'll throw uppercuts, left hooks, right hooks and just swarm you. And that's what he did against that. You know, that's what he did against um Donald yeah. Cerrone. So I feel like if there's distance, then it's probably gonna go to Stephen. Yeah, no, definitely. If there, if it's up close and personal, then Darren's gonna take it. And I think it's that kind of, it's that. easy. Yeah. Now, do you have any views no, on
1: I, it? Or... I, I, I totally 100% agree with you. Like yeah, you're in on the nail because um, my thing is, I think well as well with even with the distance, I think as much as I like oh boy, um, I think. And the thing is, Darren, they've got, obviously, they, they, they got the same, the similar martial arts they've obviously practiced. Ooh. I think he will cancel out. Well, I'm hoping he's able to cancel out some of, obviously, his kicks, um, from a distance. Mm-hmm. But if he's not able to, then I think, yeah, it's going to be war, boys, night. But I think from like, um As you say, the Donalds, your own fight. I think if Wobbe doesn't watch that fight um, and obviously study it, I think he's going to be in trouble because if he's not able to defend himself, like like on the cage, like standing up, like a clinch work against like obviously what darren's going to be throwing, it's going to be a bad night for him. Whether or not he's going to be able mm. to take some of the shots, because I mean, like from when he fought Tyron Woodley, okay, yeah, he took Tyron Woodley's best shots, but he you was know, still rock, rocked. My thing is.
0: Yeah, this is something that's an annoyed me online because yeah. a lot of people have said, I'm, I'm all for criticism and I'm more for supporting who you want to yeah. support. But let's look at it objectively because people are saying, well, you know, Wonderboy stood up to Tyron Woodley. I'm like, well, mm, not really because the two times that Tyron hit him, he was flat on yeah. his back, right? And he lost the second fight. People talking like, he beat Tyron, nah. He didn't beat. He's never beat Tyron Woodley. The first one was a draw, and the second one was a loss. Yeah. And if he had, he would be champion. But he's not. And so to dismiss the idea that wonder um that Darren Till's power could be a very very big focal point in this fight is you know is to I- ignore a massive part of the of the of mm-hmm. the fight. You know, um, and I think that his power is a great equalizer. Yeah. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see whether Wonderboy can... I mean, Till is not a one-punch knockout artist, like mm-hmm. someone like Paul Daly, yeah. right? So I don't want to give people the the impression that Darren Till's going to go in there, one-punch <laughs> yeah. Steven, and, and give him the Tyrone Woodley treatment. It's not going to be like that. But his power, cumulatively, mm-hmm. putting punches and kicks and elbows and being overpowering, that's what I mean by when I say, like, the, the power. Yeah. Uh, I'm not really talking about one shot, one kill yeah. power, like Jimmy Manoa <laughs> has. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I think it's going to be an interesting yeah. fight, and I think it's one that is entirely based upon distance. Yeah. If Wonder, if Wonderboy has the ability to create distance, I think that he's going to be a handful. It's going to be quite hard for Darren to come in. But I think they're similar heights, and they have similar reach. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Um, but I just feel like, yeah, but I just feel like Wonderboy can use his feet like arms. Yeah, no, that's not. They're you know, like how people use their yeah. arms. The flexibility and dexterity that people have mm-hmm. in their arms, Wonderboy's got that in his feet. <laughs> yes. And his hip movement. Yeah, where Darren doesn't. Mm-hmm. So Darren needs to be up close in your exactly. face. Yeah. But, you know, Darren's supremely confident in his ability. And so we'll, we'll have to kind Ooh. of. You know he's undefeated as well, so we'll have to see. Yeah, no, how definitely. it
1: goes? It's a, a random, but um, I had to I had to bring this up. I'm not sure if you saw this, um, because he was one of my um sort of like favorite fighters watching because of how he fought. But Melvin Gillard, I'm not sure if you heard recently mm. what's happened to him. But um, like last night, um, so one of his friends posted up on um his Facebook that he needs $700 to bond himself out because he's got a fight coming up this Friday. I couldn't believe it when I saw that.
0: Yeah, there's a I mean his his MMA journey has been very very yeah, strange. Man. Because at one point, Melvin Gallard was like the fucking you know what I'm man. Oh. Like, he was the man. Like, <laughs> but he always, he's, he kind of suffered from like, kind of like Frankie Edgar syndrome. And actually, it's not Frankie because Frankie was able to become yeah. champion. And he smashed BJ Penn. And he was yeah. a legit lightweight champion. But Melvin always kind of, do you know what? A better example is Cub Swanson. Yeah. He's always been very good, but not good yeah. enough. But then, towards the end of his UFC career, he was just very, very poor. And he's somebody who is a cautionary tale because he's somebody that believed in his power so much that he didn't invest any time learning the ground game. For whatever reason, for whatever Mm -hmm. reason, he just neglected the ground game. And it was his undoing. You know, as new fighters started to come out and we're seeing MMA evolve all the time. And now you've got ground strength ground people who are very potent and then you've got people who come in and they're not brawlers and they're patient strikers and they wait for you to try and land a big overhand and then they snipe you and they try and you know push your nose back with a jab he was a victim of all of that and he just i just he went from promotion to promotion you know he had that fight with israel adesanya then adesanya was a a Mm -hmm. baby and got stopped You know, and so his career, you know, is is another one of where it doesn't all end like Connor's story. It doesn't all end like Chuck Liddell's story or Randy Couture's story where you go out in a place, you know, you can get taken to a place where it's like you have to do anything you can. You have to take any fight you can. Mad. To, to make money. Yeah. yeah, man. And so it's it's always sad to hear that when you go back and you watch some of Melvin's earlier fights and you know, he had the blonde he hair and to... and he was like one punch, like well, he was actually one yeah. punching guys and Yeah, but he just neglected he the game. And I think I don't know how much love he I mean, it's real difficult to have some a love for something that doesn't cultivate mm. any any fruits for you. It's real hard. And you saw that the same thing with Bob Sapp. You know, yes. Where you just go in to get a paycheck and it's not exciting anymore. It's just something that you do, and your body's getting sick of it, and you can't escape it because this is actually yeah. your job. Yeah, you can't. You don't. You don't want to do anything else. You don't have enough money to start up the gyms that you thought you was gonna start up. Yeah. Because you've got a bunch of losses. Nobody wants to train with you, train under you. Or you know what I mean? It's yeah. it's another br- It's another brutal truth of this sport, you know. Not everybody gets to ride out in blazing glory. And I do hope that, like, he is able to... You know, sort out his situation.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. And I wish yeah. him all the
0: best. But yeah, when you hear things like that, it's it's not it's not great. Yeah, and that's how I was it caught me
1: off god, I was like, shit, man, he's he's going through a, a bad time, and it's just like it's one of those. Yeah, like, exactly. I think people like the fight fans like need to know it doesn't always end the way you think it ends. Like these guys are living out um the life, not like a like a, a life a, a healthy retirement. Uh, some of these guys are literally just having to take any fight just to make a bit of money, and it's 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 such that's a shame fun. because of like the potential. Talent that he had He dedicated his time To like Ground game Like Yeah he could be Living comfortable now But unfortunately He yeah. doesn't look that way Yeah exactly I mean
0: At least he should be You know when you look at Some of his yeah, Wins Back in the day He should at least be On a In a company like Bellator yeah. If if not the UFC Then Bellator But, like, he's on these really obscure organizations. Yeah, he's literally just going for, like,
1: these, some of them are up-and-coming promotions. He's literally, like, taking any, he looks like he's just taking any fight with any promotion in different countries. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, and he's doing kick, he's doing kickboxing as well as MMA. Yeah, and he took a a bare-knuckle fight,
1: um, yeah, in the UK and he
0: lost. Yeah, that's, but that's what I mean you know that's that's what i mean when you when you don't have any control of where your money's coming in you have to take anything it's like it's like any kind of job you know where you're self-employed once you've got an elite level of clientele you're fine right you don't you can choose you could say you know what actually my guest list is so full and the work that i'm doing for people is so thin and i'm making enough money, if there is such a thing, but, you know, I'm I'm making enough money to be comfortable, I can't take on any more people. Because these are the people that I've decided to put my time to. It's the same in in, in fighting. When Bellator comes, if you're a promising fighter and Bellator comes knocking and the UFC comes knocking and Rinzin comes knocking, you have choice. And I am a real believer that the greatest thing that a man and woman can have in this world that we live in right Mm -hmm. now is choice the choice to say yeah i want to live here Mm -hmm. i want to live in this country or i want to live in that country and both are feasible i want to go into a bmw i want to go into mercedes and i want to see which car I Mm -hmm. i can have not oh well i have this amount of money and it can only get me a volvo so i only have a volvo do you understand what i'm saying the quality of your life is based upon the amount of choices you have to make and so i feel like when you're in someone like melvin's situation you don't have any choice you have to get what Mm -hmm. you're given and like i said before i just feel like i hope that he's able to put something together where he is able to start making yeah. choices and that like you
1: know this isn't this isn't how his definitely, story ends that definitely agree man it's mad yeah
0: so before we um yeah close up today <laughs> jamal charlo has been called out by <laughs> daniel jacobs what do you reckon because jamal's like the superstar yeah.
1: at the moment oh do you know what i know my thing is and now I'm not sure if people have looked into this. Jamal Charlo is the up and coming superstar. Infer- I'm emphasizing yeah. on that word up and coming. I'm going to Danny Jacobs. He's fought Golovkin. He's got that experience. He's calling out the up and coming fight. And this one for me makes it exciting because I love Jamal because yeah, he's, he's the way he fights. I mean, his personality is loud. I mean, both of them. I mean, if people haven't seen the twin brothers, man, they, they are, I think they're funny. I mean, yeah, they're a bit, well, i say a bit arrogant, but they believe in the abilities and right. So, but Jamal, for me, I think this is, is something that's great for him. That the fact that Danny has called him out. I think if he takes this fight, well, he will take that fight. I know he wants it. I I think he's going to, he might have a bit of problem, a, a bit problem, a bit of problems with Danny Jacobs, but I still see him be, um, best in him. And for me, because I'm glad you asked me this question, Scott, I was, I've been thinking about it for like, the, like, for a little while now, because I've been watching like, um, the, I'm not sure if you, if you saw the YouTube, um clip of well the video when um danny jacobs um, walks up to 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 jamal and confronts him in the video i don't get me wrong i mean a lot of people are like oh danny jacobs had jamal shook because of the way he was talking but my thing is there's another there's a because there's two like like there's a few obviously camera views but there's one camera view from i think it's from fight high now it catches them from like the left Angle and you can clearly see like for me personally Jamal's calm like he like he'll take that fight but Danny Jacobs needs to be worried because I think he gets be bested by um Jamal I think his ability and where he's up and coming I mean I think he's, he's more more powerful than Danny Jacobs but I I just want to for me personally I I honestly think he will face Golovkin I know I'm already looking past Danny Jacobs but for me I'm looking as he mm. my way I think my thing is like root for for Jamal I'm not, like this is my opinion shall I say is he best um um Danny Jacobs, and I think he would have to fight uh, if they don't make the G G um, Golovkin versus Canelo fight like now. Because they said they're trying to talk about September. I know Dela De La Hoya said that yeah, it's going to be the rematch is going to be in December uh, September. I think, but I think if Canelo can't get that fight, I think he should take Jamal next. Yeah, well, obviously if Jamal gets through Danny Jacobs, which I think he will. Um, I think a good fight, the next fight would be um, Jamal versus Canelo. That's my opinion anyway.
0: This I mean, it's a very interesting situation I mean obviously my boxing knowledge is quite limited Um, I only kind of know about some of the bigger names but Jamal is a name that is coming up and his twin brother as well they're boxers who are coming up in conversation more and more and more. They seem to have a lot of fans who really enjoy their boxing style and them as characters as well. You know, they seem to have such a fresh enthusiasm for boxing and being good and being people who want to be the best. And so I feel like when you have that, you do get intriguing matchups. Now, Danny Jacobs, I mean, obviously he's, he's 31 and we know that boxing, like most fighting, is something that kind of leans Mm, towards younger fighters, the athleticism, you know, your overall capacity for your cardio improvement and stuff like that, it's all in favour of the younger guy. And so I feel like, yes, he has got the experience of fighting someone like Mm -hmm. Canelo. Sorry, um, Triple G. But, you know, Triple G is a very slow and plodding fighter. He kind of heads you off like a shark. He traps you in the corner. But his style is not as explosive Mm -hmm. as the Charlo brothers. They're very, very sprightly in the ring. You know, they bounce about. They catch you. They catch you coming in. They they throw a left hand. And it brushes the top of a person's head. They've already got the uppercut coming back up. Yep. And so they trap fighters that way by luring them into a security where it's like, Oh, I was able to slip that hook, but it's like, Oh shit, mm-hmm. there's a hook coming now. Yeah. And then there's a cross, you know, and, and, and so they're a little more dynamic in their, their yeah. fighting style. So I feel like I agree with you in terms of, especially Jamal, who is the more, more yeah. popular one. I feel like he could be a real handful. For someone like uh danny jacobs but like we said before it's a, a fight is a fight and i hope that they can agree to something because i think that will be a very interesting yeah and no, i definitely
1: agree yeah hopefully they can come to the table and agree. yeah to the terms because yeah it'd be an interesting fight definitely
0: exactly and so we'll wrap it up for today sean always Thank a so pleasure much. having you always um, a pleasure to be on the show man no worries and uh we'll yeah. do it again sometime sammy you take care man. all right and you too man take care of yourself My style is the best.